Welcome to the Fueling the Bowl podcast. I'm your host, Susie Carrington from Carrington's Coffee Co. This week, we conversed with Tracy, the co-founder of The Sugar Shed, a venture offering sustainable, customized items to retailers nationwide. To learn more, you can visit thesugarshedtrade.co.uk. Fueling the Bold is embracing challenges and valuing peaceful intervals of restoration. It's our hope that this podcast will inspire you in some way, reflecting the everyday boldness that we've encountered in our local area of Morecambe Bay in Lancashire. So sit back, perhaps with a cup of Carrington's coffee, and we hope you enjoy the show. So how did you become, like, how did you first become interested in this profession? So Sarah set up the business originally in 2015, and she was running the business with her friend Angela, and then Sarah's husband got a job in New York. Sarah went as well, I was working in finance. Sarah went with Scott, and I was like, it's a shame for the business to all the hard work that they put in for it to kind of just go. So I was like, okay, I'll buy the business off you. So I bought the business off Sarah and Angela, carried on running it, and that was that was a direct-to-public, so direct-to-customer mm-hmm. sort of business, looking at printing wedding pictures on things like that. We had nothing. We had one product that was map-based then. And then, so I was doing that. We were going, it was doing really well. We had some really big like influencers share our products, and that really changed our business. So they really helped support us. And then one day I sat with Lisa, who lived opposite me at the time, and we were drinking far too much fizz. She'd hurt her back years and years ago when she was a rep, a pharmaceutical rep, and she was just really struggling with the distance and the effect it was, ha- that it was having on her back. And so I said, oh my God, why don't you come and join? Because I hate selling, I hate sales sort of thing. And she was like, oh my God, yeah. So then she came on board so we've run it together since then so it was from her garage and my living room then we've gone from there to another garage and then we realized so we were targeting retail because we thought you lose your margin but you get the volume so we decided to target that as well as running the customer side of the business as well and it just took off we went to our first trade fair absolutely no idea what we were doing someone placed an order we had no order forms we didn't think people ordered from trade fairs so it's definitely been a learning curve, like my dad turning up and just helping us with everything, things like that. So we've just learned and learned. And then from the first trade show, we didn't have map products then. And then somebody said about doing coasters with a map that you can join together. So you join the coaster together to make a larger map area. And we've just reacted. So basically what's happened after that is we've seen like a real market to move to sustainably sourced products. So the gift market, moving it away from plastic and things like that. We offer direct to retailers, like small independents mainly, we started off. So we can do low minimum order quantities, something unique to them. We don't go with anybody else in their area and we just work really well with small independent retailers. And then we moved, we got too big for our units just up the road, so we came here. So then we got, we realised we couldn't do it on our own, so we got Lisa too, who is in there now. So she worked for us part-time, and that was working, it worked really well. Then we, it all started getting serious, so Sarah came back from the US. When did you come back? Uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. 21, yeah. so we had the chat that we want. We needed somebody to look after the account management because yeah. we were just being stretched too far and yeah. it was just all getting real. Um, so Sarah and Lisa both work in kind of sales. So then we started getting like bigger at trade fairs mm-hmm. and we've kind of realised that we are really onto something here. I randomly thought I'm going to, I wanted to do the underground coaster map set, underground map set, so I randomly emailed info at TFL and the next thing I get an email from the director of the licensing company, I spoke to him and he was like, send me samples, love everything you do, gave us the licence and that just changed our kind of 
we were looking at the sort of Britishness of our iconic sort of city, London and things like that. So we thought, oh, that's a good thing. Let's go on to that. So we went to Top Draw and we are now stocked at World Duty Free. So we're in five of the terminals at Heathrow. She's looking at expanding us to, she looks after P&O cruises. Well, so she looked at Edinburgh, she wants Manchester things like that. We've just been, Selfridges came and spoke to us at Top Draw. They love the sustainability, they wanted things for the coronation. And we're just working on lots of different projects, just like growing the business. Then my brother's come to work for us in production as well. So that's good. And yeah, our next phase is looking at kind of global and looking at the expat communities and things like that and just working with bespoke ideas and products so and going from like bigger and bigger and bigger yeah, yeah we yeah. sit there and go oh my yeah. god like three years ago we were in a garage and Amazing. it's just we just kind of try and react to everything everything that customers are asking for or things like that and we just know it's a really nice product it's really different it's not plastic so, so i suppose this next question is both personal and professional what do you think your most significant achievement or contribution in the professional side of things but also in your personal life as well your kind of biggest achievement so far or something you're most proud of for the business for us I think it's it's the way we've reacted but it's our team yeah like we've got such a good team and we just work really well together and we get it everybody kind of gets the sugar shedness yeah and we kind of go I used to work for Impact, it's a management training company in Ambleside, and I always remember the director, Dave Williams, there, he's like, you work hard and you play hard, and your staff are your best assets, and you make sure that they're okay. And I've just always had that sort of attitude that if we've got the money, we'll go and, you know, we'll go away for, went to Leeds for our Christmas party, we'll kind of give a little bonus, and it's just all... So I think my biggest achievement, and something we don't look at, is like looking at what we've got, like the business that we've created... But standout moments are like when we've just got, which seems so, now we're like, oh my God, do you remember when we got like a thousand pound order? We were like, <gasps> we've got a yacht in our head. And like, whereas now, because we're bigger, that, but it's still those first importance, those first sales and those first like, I don't know, just recognition. It's like actually what we're doing, what we've got is a really good product. And yeah, we don't, we definitely don't sit and take stock of that we just keep yeah. going and going and yeah. then like me and Lisa will sit there with a glass of wine or something going oh my god can you, you have to almost just staff? pause yeah. and look back at where you were and then where you are now so yeah. that it's like the overall thing is the biggest yeah. achievement because you're just yeah, constantly you growing, and growing, and growing and growing but it's um, just we're always looking at that next yeah hit and it's like well, I, don't, I don't want to rest on our laurels and we don't we want to adapt and you know so usually things have only got so so much shelf life before either somebody copies you or somebody gets bored of it yeah so, that's true yeah what yeah. about personal achievement personal achievement i think it's do you mean like i'm um, just you personally what are you most proud of just running this business yeah. we got told well lisa did when we first started that we'll never make it upmarket what you do don't be ridiculous and it's weird because it shouldn't, but it's driven me, that sort of thing. We've got kids, all got kids between us. And it's just been there for them. We like we leave around three-ish and it's just, I want a work-life balance. If we're, if we're working here till nine o'clock at night, something's gone wrong, we need to look at it. Yeah. So I think personally for me, yeah, it's just running, it's having that flexibility yeah. for my family and we've got the dogs, working with my friends, maybe my brother, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's just running a business and a successful yeah. business and it's never, ever been on my mind that this won't work. So what motivates you or inspires you? What motivates me is the next thing. It's the next sort of business idea, the next product idea that we have. For me, I think probably my role here is taking it forward. Like, what's the next thing? What can we look at next? And that's 
what mot- what actually motivates me is I want to sell it for eight million when I'm forty five. But the time is the times are ticking. <laughs> That's but, a good goal to have. Yeah, I've always had it. I said, I'm yeah. selling it for 8 million when I'm... Well, it was 40. And now he's moved to 45. More realistic. But I love this business and stuff like that. But I'm also realistic of what I kind of want in the future. And I'd love to kind of step back from it, but be involved and kind of let it run itself. And yeah, so I want to kind of get to a level where I can go... I can take something out of it and go, well, I did that. Yeah. It's something to be proud of. Yeah. yeah and I've had like loads of people around me that motivate me that kind of have made that and it is going back to like even people like from impact dave and the companies i've worked in and stuff like that it's just i want i just want to succeed and i want it to be a good business and and you will and i will i will there's no no question about it (laughs) maybe not eight million but (laughs) you never know uh so this question is about you personally Mm -hmm. what do you love most about living here around here Um, i just love i sound so cliched but it's just the we're not stuck in a city we've got like kind of things around us my family is close by we've got i can just we don't go into the lakes a lot but like kind of surrounding area we go we live in home so we go up falton and just been able to take the dogs out just been able to and you're not far from places you can be in manchester in like 30 40 minutes and it's just it's just a nice place yeah. Especially like on here as well. Obviously, it has a few little issues, but <laughs> it's Cut generally everybody's yeah. got each other's back, and it's yeah. not like these massive, massive companies where you're like, "Oh my god!" It's like we're all working, I think, hard to achieve the same yeah. goals and look out for each other. We borrow forklift trucks off people <laughs> or whatever kind of happens, and it feels nice and safe down here. But generally, like as a like sort of Morecambe Bay area, it's just got a nice feel to it. You can go to Morecambe, you can go along the front, and then. That's got its things, but also that's growing. That looks as if it's going to be kind of with the um, Eden Project. And it's just the simple things. You can go around Jenny Brown's Point and the sunsets are gorgeous. Me and my daughter just take picnics after school and just being out in the kind of fresh air and just exploring what's around us. But then you can also have a bit of city life and a bit of kind of home comforts and stuff like that. Best of both, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it's a bit of a balance. So what's something you wish more people understood about your field of work, about what you do? I don't think people know that we're here, really. I think we're... And we're not very good at telling people that we're here. I think what's happened in the past is we've got so involved in the business. We've been so busy. We go to trade fairs and it's like you don't surface for three or four months. And then... So our word, our kind of business comes from trade fairs. Mm -hmm. But then... I think it's something we've struggled with as well. It's just that we are... We can do things bespoke. It's not all set in a kind of one sort of box this is everything this is what we do like it's, you said you're reactive yeah, yeah we can adapt to things so somebody will go oh can you use our logo and we're like yeah we can print that on the back we can do that and they're like oh really and they're like oh what's the minimum order quantities are they really high and i'm like no it's fine we can work with you yeah. so i think what i wish people knew about us is almost like how i'd like to get our success stories out there and we've looked at kind of awards and the pr side of things but that is something we need to do and i think we just need to blow our own trumpet a bit and like make people especially those people that said we would never get there. So how do you maintain, you kind of mentioned this, how do you maintain a work-life balance or what advice do you have for others to try and achieve a work-life balance? I think my main one that I've learned is that if you're working long hours, it's usually not efficient and there's usually something wrong in your processes or there's something wrong in the business, whether you want to admit it or not, that needs to be fixed. You either need to get more staff or you need to look at your systems or things like that not saying that it's bad because that happens sometimes you've just got to work and to get through it but I think 
we've always said, I've said I don't want I don't want us to be sat here even at five. <laughs> but I'm like we've all got kids and I'm like we if we're just really relaxed here. It's like if you're going to be late because you've got whatever, it's like it's fine because I know I trust and I know people that work for us get it and they appreciate it as well and it's kind of that sort of give and take really yeah. and just yeah we're not strict on everything it's like as long as the work gets done yeah we celebrate the wins we definitely go oh my god with the if somebody's messed up we always laugh about it so what advice would you give to somebody looking to follow in your footsteps to be you know the leader of a business essentially go for it we've been to a trade fair where so we used to outsource our printing and we had somebody from the trade fair when we were there the person that did our printing for us, phoned us up and said, we're putting the prices up three times. We're increasing the price by three. And we were like, oh my God. You know, we were like, well, you can't just do that. We had no wood in stock. And we went to this trade fair and I was like, you've got to go for it. it. It will work out. But that made us buy a printer. And they're not cheap. But we were like, and I'm, my dad's always said, what's the worst that can happen? So I'm like, we sell the printer. But it was the best thing we ever did. Getting staff, I was like, oh my God, what happens if it doesn't work out there's always an answer for what's the worst that can happen and I don't think it should stop you from doing anything you're going to make mistakes learn from them what's that saying it's something make make mistakes learn fast and it's like you it's best for you to make mistakes yeah and learn from it rather than just think oh yeah everything's perfect yeah otherwise you won't grow definitely that's um, really that's really good advice yeah yeah unless yeah. unit let's go for it what's the worst that can happen yeah yeah well, i like that that's your dad what's the worst that you just put always on the said on the that to me yeah. what's the worst that yeah can happen? it's a good thing to take from it yeah so the final question is what's your favorite type of bean not coffee <laughs> like t- baked <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrap i don't like coffee i don't like coffee <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fueling the Bold podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at carringtonscoffee.co for video interviews and more. And follow us on Instagram at Carrington's Coffee Co. Thanks for listening and see you again next time.